Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Mark Fraley Podcast. Today is Thursday, June 15, 2023. It's an overcast and mild day here in Nashville. We got a much-needed rain over the past weekend, and the garden is showing that it has been refreshed. Thanks, as always, to Ron Trammell for our hip intro music. Those of you who regularly follow this podcast will know that I make an effort to bring you guests who are in leadership in the parks and recreation movement here in Tennessee. In this regard, I was privileged this Tuesday to sit down and have a conversation with Andre Johnson, who is the current president of the Tennessee Recreation and Parks Association, TRPA. TRPA, of course, is the professional organization for persons working in state and local government in recreation agencies. Andre serves as Parks and Recreation Director of the Haywood County and Brownsville, Tennessee Park and Recreation Agency. Haywood County is in rural West Tennessee and has been an important agricultural center with a focus on cotton and soybeans. This is an area with a proud cultural heritage, with the majority of the citizens being African-American. Recent developments have placed Haywood County in the spotlight as Ford Motor Company has chosen this area as the location of a major manufacturing facility focused on electric vehicles. The projections are that the project will likely double the county population from about 20,000 today to about 40,000 people. Of course, the new jobs and investment are welcome, but this sudden growth presents challenges for local government service providers. Police, fire, water, sewer, and of course, parks and recreation will all have to be uh, stepping up their game. We had a great time talk, talking with Andre and learning a little bit about his choice to work in parks and recreation in his hometown and about how officials there are working to make the right choices in the face of such sudden growth. And we will get started right after this brief message. Hi, this is Heather Lose, Editor-in-Chief of the Tennessee Conservationist Magazine. Every year, we publish six beautiful issues packed full of timely and informative stories about Tennessee culture, people, and places. You can stay informed about your world and all the great things happening in your Tennessee state parks. It's easy to subscribe. Just go to our website at tnconservationist.org. Thank you. Andre Johnson, welcome to the Mark Fraley Podcast. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Mark. Thank you for, for having me. Andre, it's a pleasure to, to meet you. Uh, I don't think we've met in, in the past. Um, I remember first hearing about you, though, when I traveled up to Clarksville a couple couple falls, falls ago to the TRPA annual meeting, and it was the first of those meetings that I've been that I had been to probably in 20 years or, or so, mm-hmm. and I noted that you were running for president of TRPA, which is an ambitious thing to, to do, and um, and then I learned that you'd been elected president. So congratulations yeah. to you, and yeah, of course you. in TRPA's domain, you get elected to be president elect, and you right. serve in that in that capacity for a year and th- and now you're serving in ca- in your capacity as president. 
So congratulations on being president. And um, and where are you today, Andre? Where are you coming from? Well, I'm um, I'm actually in Haywood County. I am born and raised in the same county that I now uh, live and work in, and um, it's been it's been very um, encouraging and welcoming to come back to to work, live, and play in the same area where you where you grew up at. Brownsville, Tennessee is yeah. Southwest Tennessee. I guess what, about 40 miles, 45 miles northeast of Memphis? From Memphis, yes. And uh, be, between Memphis and Jackson, so to speak. That's correct. And that is the Memphis, that's the Delta, the Delta area, rich, rich right. farmland uh, yes. and, a rich, and a rich heritage down there. Yes. And so you, you were born in, in Haywood County, Brownsville. Yes, sir. And so tell us, um, what has been your, your path to get uh, into the recreation field and, and into such, such a prominent role in, in parks and recreation in Tennessee? Well, I think the parks and recreation have been instrumental in my life as I was growing up, providing the uh, recreation and the programs that actually helped steer me in the right direction, keep us active. And, and also um, during that time growing up, it, it created some opportunities to to um, to work and to give 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 some hours as well as a part of the development of me as an athlete as well as a student athlete I would say and um, and they was very in, in, instrumental in bringing in the mentors that I needed. Uh, my father passed away um, at a young age in my life and I needed that those um, those tools in my life to kind of keep me steered in the right direction. So Parks and Rec was very instrumental in being resourceful and bringing um, activities as well as programming in to help curve some of those things that I would I would need uh, in a dysfunctional, I would say, uh, bringing up as without having my father. Without your father uh, in my life. being around. So you were uh, an athlete. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, many, sir. many people in Parks and Recreation come from the athletics background. Tell us yeah. about that. So I played a little football. Um, after after a few hits, I feel like I said, hey, I don't want to give my body up in that way. Oh, yeah. uh, but I had a love for, for basketball as well. So I, I did some uh, – I really achieved a lot in basketball, uh, was able to um, bring that particular skill set back to where – it was taught to me as well through through Parks and Rec. So as I grew up and got older, I volunteered to become, you know, um, uh, coaching and mentoring the uh, smaller kids that was um, in the intramural um, league that, that, that Parks and Rec hosted here. Andre, how long have you been director there in, in, in Brownsville, Haywood County? Uh, I was going on five and a half years okay. now. So you come to Parks and Recreation from business. From a, from I a, came from business. Um, I worked uh, 22 years um, in industry uh, as the safety manager there at Procter and Gamble, uh, where the home of the Pringles in, in Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> at that time in Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. So um, I I had a several leadership roles there, but the one that that stuck the longest and and lasted the longest was the safety role okay. um, that I, that I took on there. 
And and uh, how did it come to pass that that uh, that you applied for and, and got into the job there in, in Brownsville? Well, um, you know, I guess when you have a passion, you do you do some of the things that you do to uh, support your family. And after you achieve those goals of supporting your family, you want to get somewhere to where you feel that sense of uh, completion in your life. And what have been instrumental in my life, I've always wanted to be uh, able to uh, give back in that in that um, era. So I've been in and around Parks and Rec in the volunteer pretty much if I wasn't a part of it as it being instrumental to my life, I would come and, and render service for, you know, for the kids in all of the different sports just to be available to help. So I've always had that burning desire to want to come back and serve in that capacity. Uh, wish I was that. Um, I wish I was just rich enough to where I can just volunteer my time because that was the that's the that's the most important piece. Because time is you cannot put a price tag on time, and that's what was given right, to me, right. and it have been a blessing into my life. And so, when the position became available, they looked around to see who might be the right person, and you were already there. Yeah, I was. I put I put in for it, and um, you know, and I interviewed well because they they immediately saw the heart and the passion I had to serve um, in that in that capacity, and I and I was, and I already had a, I transitioned into uh, senior fitness. I was doing that at my church um, just to try to get people healthy, um, engage with the um, UT extension and the grant program would be more, and also being on the board of the uh, health. Health department, the health council around here. I was looking at the the uh, dynamics of our health and wellness and well-being in our community, and I was, you know, I started this senior program that now that I'm running here at Parks and Rec, I had started at the church prior well, to. Well, I want to hear. I want to hear a lot more about that. Tell yes, us, sir. tell us, uh, tell us what's going on with TRPA these days. Now you. You've been you've now been the president for what six mm -hmm. months or so. Um, uh, tell us what's going on with that organization, and 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 maybe start with telling our audience what TRPA is. I mean, there may be some people out there that this may be a new new thing for them. Tell us what TRPA is. Well, TRPA is you know the acronym TRPA is Tennessee Recreation Parks Association. Uh, what it is, it is made up of all municipalities in the state of Tennessee that has a pro program, uh, parks, a parks program, or a, um, I would say, um, any type of programming that is involved with recreation. Um, um, we it's, it's a program that actually helps build a, a resourceful, um, I would say, a, a, a resourceful environment to help pull these, these ideas as it relates to programming and helping to de develop the quality of life to your citizens in your area um, with a minimal budget. Because the one thing about uh, Parks and Rec, we, we have to do much with little. And that's where the creativity comes in when there's nothing and nothing that you have to start with. So you have to use utilize the tools that you have to be able to create this quality of life and see the need of your community. So TRPA helps foster those relationships in the community through the different municipalities and being able to teach you how to 
how to interact with your government and trying to bring the importance of the quality of life and health and well-being for the constituents and citizens that we serve. There's nothing in the world like going to a meeting and uh, talking talking with another person who's walking in the same kind of <laughs> shoes you're you're walking yes. in, because uh, nobody else can understand That's uh, right. what you what you're doing as a Parks and Rec director in a small town, uh, other than another Parks and Rec director. Absolutely, because uh, it, it's a unique calling, and um, you face uh, situ- different situations all the time, okay. and. Uh, when you go to a meeting like that, you're going to, you're going to find inevitably, you're going to find someone else who's encountered a similar, a similar thing mm-hmm. and found a solution that, that maybe you may be able to take home and utilize. Right. So what has been, uh, have there been any, any kind of key activities that, that you've been involved with, with TRPA this year as president that you want to point out or or uh, talk well, about? Well, uh, the key activities, we have uh, been very instrumental in uh, helping other parks, you know, to secure different grants, um, putting people in the right places, in the right people's faces to be able to help support those activities as they uh, transition like old schools and how to redevelop them into community centers. That have been, that have been very instrumental uh, taking our neighborhood and community parks in the rural areas and help cultivate a committee of people to really rally behind that so you can we can introduce them to the, the Tennessee Department of uh, Environmental Conservation grants that can help with their like walking trails and playgrounds for those rural communities that don't have the accessibility to a walking trail, to a park that has a has a walking trail with it, to a playground. So we've been trying to foster those uh, those areas to be able to get those uh, those dollars through grant funding to get some things done in that area. So that is one of the things that we um, that we have been been very instrumental on and excited about seeing some of these things come to come to fruition. Um, and try, trying to have them help them to find the resources when there is no resources that they, they don't have resources as it relates to uh, finance. And so, mm-hmm. how to make partnerships, how to grow that community by in, involving themselves in partnerships and and uh, leading the way in that area. You know, you're um, director of a of a small small town department, and I would note for our listeners, you're. Your department is is what, what I would refer to as a consolidated department. In other words, you you are a county department and a city department in one. Right. How is that? How is that organized? Is there a charter for your organization, or or is there a, a, just a, a, an agreement between the city and county to have that happen? Yeah, or? we are chartered. We are chartered. The the conservation board is uh-huh. is, is the board that I, that actually uh, I'm under to bring both entities together. Which our conservation board is made up of the city a board member, a county board member, a community board member, a rural board member, and two appointees from each city that's, and the county board. That's, member to that's just get that's just dynamite. I, 
Yeah. Uh, for our listeners that don't know, there is there is um, a Tennessee state law that enables counties to create Tennessee or county conservation boards. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they do that, they have all the powers that the county has uh, to acquire land and to do all those things that are necessary to, 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 do, to do business. Um, and uh, the county conservation board can be can work in con- concert with the with the the major city in the county and and then you have a couple small towns don't small incorporated areas and in, yes in Haywood yes we do um, um, and those where the three area rural area parks uh, lies at and so we do some partnership with them right. and help them with their um, their amenities and things of that sure. nature like. Um, having accessibility, you know, trying to get them information about playgrounds and different little things like that. Right. And we have, especially during this time right here, we we have money left over in our budget to be able to donate funds and equipment if needed uh, to be able to help them further their community centers along. To put a name to a couple of those little towns. Um, you have Nutbush area. Nutbush, yes. Um, if you know famous Tana for Tana, Tina Turner, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you have the Douglas area in Stanton. Stanton is another uh, town in Haywood County, uh, Stanton area. And then off from that, you have the Douglas Community Center. And you also have the uh, Pilgrim Rest. It's an old historical area where there were community schools that were located there. Okay. So they took over those buildings and then Parks and Rec um, helped with the um, the curing of the grass, taking care right. of their lawn and then, you know, they went in and began to start doing the renovations of the facilities that's there to be able to host right. um, small groups uh, in there and community groups that want to come in and uh, have some space to meet at. What is the total population of, of Haywood County? Uh, right now, we write at 19,000, Haywood yeah. County. Okay, so very small. And I, um, If I had to have guessed, I would have said thirty or 40,000, but... Uh, but well, that, I would have I would have been a bad guesser, I, thought, I guess. Well, uh, well, it's been increasing since the announcement of Ford. So right. we've been having a lot of people move in, um, and um, so when once they get that that going, so we so, probably they projecting it may be it may double in size. Well, the county that of the size you are now is a perfect perfect candidate for a consolidated type of, of recreation and parks agency because none of the cities or could, could afford to do it on their own um so yeah. you know to have a professional person as yourself uh, running the show uh it's best it's best that everybody get together and and, and do it in concert rather than fighting each other right um, because there's limited resource uh, and uh, and it's it's best to, to to gather all those things together so that they can be properly utilized. Right. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned the elephant in the room, and that's the, that's the uh, the Ford comp the Ford company. Right. Yes. Um, so I guess it was last year, the year before, uh, the governor announced the, the decision that was made to bring uh, Ford Motor Company into West Tennessee. Um, to build a new uh, plant, I guess it's primarily involved with the manufacturer assembly of of uh, energy efficient vehicles, electric vehicles, and such yes, as that. Yes, um, sir. 
when is the when is the target date for that plant to be up and running? Well, they said they were going to roll the first car off in Okay, Okay, so just a couple more years to go. Now, I presume that officials from Ford uh, or their de or their designees have have come into town and talked to city officials about what their needs are. Um, and Parks and Recreation has got to be one of those things. so just a couple more years to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably it's probably the top four and their top four of uh needs community. Talk about it. Tell 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 us. I mean, uh, I remember when Saturn uh, General Motors ca came to Columbia and Murray County, uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, is what Mm where -hmm. right where it was, and of course the landscape there from thirty years ago has completely changed. You would that's not right recognize it. Um, so tell tell our listeners a little bit about what what's happening with that. What's it like to be in your shoes? dealing with and, and your city officials dealing with with Ford what is tell us Ooh, about that it's it's a ton of meetings and uh we have uh <laughs> We have different firms who's helping us with that to help us to be able to navigate that to not to make quick decisions and trying to make the best decisions. And then we have we learn from Spring Hill and the Saturn plant and how things uh, if they had an opportunity to do it over again with the announcement they received some years back. This is what they would do different because this is what they are experiencing the um Uh, in when they're building their plant. I think they had some water issues and things of that nature. And we're just trying to capitalize on the things uh, with the footprint that we, are, we have. And we want to capitalize on the infrastructure piece um, to make sure that we're providing what, what's needed for um, that growth, that level of growth. When you have some major like this come in, like a General Motors Saturn, and you're talking about the Ford Motor Company as, as the whole world um, is, is, is has eyes on this small little town that's receiving such a humongous uh, opportunity. Right. And that that is huge within itself. And so when you have people in the rural areas that have never been faced with what the city people are faced with, with an astronomical growth and trees being moved and your footprint changing. Um, you, it's a lot of meetings going on now to, to actually try to make sure we get this thing as right as possible. And as far as parks and recs, they have subcommittees to help with the quality of life to say, okay, uh, where are the projected homes will be built? And then where, How far is a park and how far is a walking trail? How far is those uh, recreation amenities is going to be from that? And how are we going to manage that? What that looks like in the next four, three or four years and how we plan for that. So um, as you know, um, we society, this whole world now is dealing with, since COVID is dealing with uh, not, not because we are, We, we, we're not, we don't have employment. We just don't have employees for the employment who wants to work. So I think just trying to get those things in line to make sure that we have what it takes to be able to maintain the, the level of growth that it is. We have to move, we have to be very strategic in our planning. 
because everybody's shorthanded around here. Sure. So it's 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 what been do a they, lot. Of- what do they project to be the population there? You, you talked about nineteen thousand uh, being your current population. What do they expect the population to be? when that plant is up and running. So we we're talking about an increase of another 20,000 people. Okay. So double the And size. the town the town which the Blue Over City is in, it don't have but a population of 500. And that then that town is is Stanton, Stanton, Tennessee. Right. Okay. And so they project in that in the next I think 10 years, 10 to 15 years that that town going to be the size of what Brownsville is now at 19,000. So um, that's the projecting, the projection of the firm because they got plenty of land. They got plenty of opportunities to be able to build rooftops to bring the people in. You're talking about 5,000 employees. And that is not talking about the sub plants that's going to be all around it. So that's just that one SK and Ford is going to bring that many people uh, to your city, and, and there's so, associated warehouses and all that kind of absolutely. stuff that goes on. Yeah. All the um, the uh, sub plants that's going to be feeding into that plant is going to be it's going to be something to think about and see. And we right in the in the nestle of that because we're trying to keep those tax dollars here. We're trying to provide what what families would need. Right, it says good schools. There's good places to eat, live, and and um, and recreate. You know, as as a uh, as a rule of thumb, uh, a community can support what I would say, what I would call a comprehensive recreation center. You know, with an indoor pool, you know, nice quality, and other facilities of that, you know, gym and other facilities of that kind. It's you know you're talking about thirty five or forty thousand people residents before a city can actually really support that kind of development with with their uh, tax dollars. Um, but so you're going to be right you're going to be right there. Is a is a major community center in the in in the on the drawing boards? Yes, unfortunately, is one that we won't be managing, and um, I think Blue Oval is actually on that property. They are actually building; they got plans to build a YMCA um, in that area, and that just probably is probably will house their employees to make sure that they have uh, something to bring somewhere to bring their families that they don't have to go all the way to Memphis or all the way to Jackson, and so. Right. That is the thing that we we uh, we will be trying to develop as well to be able to increase our footprint right. as it relates to those indoor pools to where you can have right. swimming all year long and right. and then and all um, and that sort enhance, of thing yeah and enhancing our current parks that we have to provide more play to all all children all right. the inclusive children as far as handicap and deaf. Uh, so we're in the planning of that, and we're getting, you know, some hard numbers and getting our leadership, you know, in line to expect that that type of growth and then expect that type of need that we're going to have to provide to keep our tax dollars here, that they don't have to go off nowhere to be able to enjoy and have a good quality of life. You know, this development of uh, bringing Ford into into Tennessee uh, it's a major feather in in the governor's cap and and um, 
uh, yes. economic and community development. And so I asked this question, has state government uh, been there to support you in terms of grant dollars to build new parks and that sort of thing? Well, I think I think the state government is set and ready to go uh, for what 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 I desire and what our necessities are. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, they have been instrumental in the infrastructure to make sure that we have the water facility, the sewage and and the things of that nature, the footprint of that, which once that once that levels off and and you begin to start seeing infrastructures um, or either I would say homes, houses and and uh, properties become developed, I think we move to the next phase of saying, OK, where where is the next part going to be? Okay, right. Where uh, how can we enhance what we currently have and and being able to um, stay within the um, and, and within our footprint to make sure that these these constituents that's coming, these uh, community people are coming. We want to make sure that provision is being made. So I you think know, it's a difficult. The, you find yourself in yeah. a difficult situation. You know, uh, ideally, every every little every park and recreation agency has a master plan for what's yeah. going to happen in the next five years. You know, where yes. where are we going to buy? Where do we need a new park? Where do we need a new tennis court? You know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, well, if you had one of if you had one of those a year ago or two years ago, it completely blew up because the situation just completely changed, right? <laughs> yes, we we rewriting. You know, we had one in 2018 when when I first came in. Okay, into this seat and right. didn't have. I mean, the things that. That plan is we redoing it right now as we right. speak. Because it was it was completely useless now that you have this new situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, do you have a consultant that's helping you with that? Or are you doing that? Yeah, we have a we have a um I would say not the consultant is is A2H is one that happened us with that. It's an architecture firm mm -hmm. that kind of help with, you know, where where we can expand to, what's what's a good spot, right. and all those kind of things, trying to help us to align ourselves to be prepared for um, the growth, just futuristic things. And so, um, looking at that, they they are helping us with with what we would probably need for that time. So Gerald Parrish and his crew at the Parks and Rec Technical Advisory Service helping you. Yes, we've had some uh, consultant um, the TDEC have came down and, and did some consultant work with us. And Gerald Parrish has been very instrumental because, you know, he's from this area right. and sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in now right. some years back. So hadn't much changed as far as the footprint, but there have been some that, so he knows that, right. but then the opportunities, he knows it well too because he'd been here for you know before and so let's let let's let our listeners in on on what, who we're talking about gerald gerald parish is the director of the tennessee parks and recreation technical advisory service which serves mm -hmm. statewide to mm -hmm. help municipalities and counties with parks and recreation issues and he has a staff of several i guess maybe half a dozen people that that work with him uh to visit with communities across the state. Um, the uh, Gerald, before he took that job in state government, was director 
in Madison County and, and uh, uh, Parks and Recreation, but also previous to that was in Brownsville. And mm-hmm. so uh, he's w- well familiar with your, with your needs there, and that's a real uh, advantage to y'all. Uh, Andre, tell us a little bit about uh, about um, uh, in this planning in this planning process. Uh, tell us what facilities that that um, that Ford is really looking for. Um, I think community centers for one. Yeah. Um, place trails, parks that's closer to the communities which. Uh, which families is, is going to actually be moving to. Right. Um, um, we have a unique situation now. We're getting ready to do, we having to do something with our pool. Our current layout of our pool is, was not big enough to serve the, the entire uh, necessity of it. So we are actually now uh, getting ready to pull that out to actually go with something uh, bigger, um, even as we speak right now. And so, Plans are in place for that, but Ford looks at the quality of life um, and the resources of how their employees can 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 stay youthful and and how their families can retain employment because you know you you want to be somewhere that you can live, work, and play. Right. And so, and I think Ford is looking at community wide, family wide to see can this area and areas that's touching in that area and that that mile radius that can be able to provide those uh, those programs those facilities those those areas so we're looking at everything that we currently have mm-hmm. and saying hey we need to be on some steroids <laughs> if, if you understand well and you know it's 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 about more than than uh, balls and bats and socks and socks and uh, and sports. Yes. Uh, you mentioned earlier senior health, but but it's also about cultural arts and drama, you know, yes. theater programs and dance programs and m- music programs and uh, d- d- things that that, that will uh, appeal to a broad range of interests. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In your in your department now, what would you point to as the as as the strength of of your department? Um, our our cultural arts. Now that you mentioned that, yeah. um, we partner with the Brownsville uh, Arts Council. It's a it's a connection. Uh, that's one of those I would say that those resources that we're combining together mm-hmm. uh, for the betterment. And we and we are uh, we do we do plays. We partner also with the schools. And we share facilities to be able to make sure that we um, help with the the cultural part of the arts culturally, and being able to develop actors and being able to help people with their um, their skill set in drawing. Um, I mean, it is a plethora of things that our cultural arts director is doing uh, as it relates to arts and the community with children as well as the adults and really enhancing the beauty of murals and enhancing, oh, I love enhancing it. I love it. those those areas to where we can develop uh, our local artists to give them some light and give them some um and they may be older but at the same time we do now have art 
days and art weekends and art in the alleys. And we just try to help push that. Uh, just like now, we're in the middle of uh, spring, summer season, going into what we call the uh, live on the lawn, which it brings people out, free event, having different artists that come from different walks of life and utilizing our own local talent uh, to bring that that so art. this is this is a musical festival yes it's a musical festival that parks and rec and the art council actually uh, uh combined together bring those those festivals here that's that's just a terrific example of what a local park and recreation agency can yeah. can be involved in and and really uh, it, it really uh, takes advantage of the of the assets of the community you know, you have you met. We mentioned Nutbush, Tennessee, earlier, and and Tina Turner's uh, uh, heritage there in in Brownsville and, and Haywood County. Um, and it's it's um, it's clear that that Brown ha Haywood County has a significant cultural heritage, mm -hmm. um, and uh, being part of that that delta down there along the Mississippi River where cotton has been growing for. And and I, yeah. now soybeans and all that sort of thing. Um, it's it's wide open spaces down there. But you, you know, it's it's a you you have a cultural heritage there, which is a, about black culture, right? Um, and uh, not to not to uh, to mince words about it, but it's 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 been a dominant uh, black black community there. Right. Uh, for yes. for um, well, I guess ever since the Civil War, mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, and and so I think it's it's so important that that and, and I know this is what you're doing. You're you're really focusing on that heritage and making sure it's not lost. Yes. So talk about that. And so yeah, we that's another partnership with the Delta Heritage uh, Center that actually that's our welcome center that housed a lot of our artifacts. Um, also, we talked about Carver earlier, and uh, also the College Hill area where the where the first uh, female college is. That's a part of the heritage as well. Um, and we partner with that with those those agencies to make sure that um, that we have a open door to where people can come in and being able to have a a, a self guided tour through some of the heritage that we that we uh, host and and we are uh, and we protect in our facilities and so the what are, the, what are people heritage, going to learn when they go to that heritage center oh they're going to learn the rich culture of our of our um uh, hatchet river reserve area where it is an untapped uh preservation there to where um you get all type of um animals birds um, you're going to learn the rich heritage of of our music, um, our blues, and our the different uh, genre of music. How we connected with the um, the Memphis uh, music with the with the rock and roll as it relates to Carl Perkins um, right there in the city of Jackson. So it's a lot that we 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 are really packed you know, compact right here in the city of Brownsville, where a lot of these artists that known in certain areas, they got their start in the area where 
you know, where um, it fostered that here, right here, the sleepy John S. is the the um, the world known Tina Turner. Right. Uh, had her start here in singing in the local church and went to school in in her early ages and stuff here. And then, of course, you you know she's a a giant in right. the rock and roll uh, era, and it's just been it's just been a lot. You'll learn they got they got a. a ex- uh, exhibit uh, dealing with the cotton where you can where it how, show you how it grows, how it how it's manufactured all the way through how the seeds um, are removed from it. Yes, and all that. yes. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a exhibit there and a little play size thing, but it actually it gives you step by step by step of how the cotton and how much cotton is grown in Haywood County, which is yeah, probably right. the leading cotton uh, dis- distributors in pretty much the state. Yes, grow, uh, growers. Um, yeah. I guess between y'all and Tipton County, the, you, you'd be the, 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 you know, the top cotton yes. producers. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, man, I tell you, the cotton, cotton came to that county before mechanization. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and, and so you had real live human beings out there working in, in those fields. And that's, terrifically right. terrifically hard work right and and i and i presume that they 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 have a, a lot of uh, exhibits to kind of illustrate that fact yes they do yeah. yes yeah. they do they have a room just especially for that right the i would say I, you know you talked about um spring hill and um learning from what, what they've experienced there, and I would tell you from from my vantage point, having been there before before uh, the Saturn plant and my wife's family f- from Murray County, uh, there's a very rich cultural heritage in, in Murray County and Spring Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and it's for the most part lost now. Uh, mm. because of that because of the, of that the enormity of what <laughs> went right. in there uh and and really they did very little to to uh to protect it um i, I tell people frequently that when when saturn was built they didn't even have to get a building permit wow. because because there was because the county had no no place you could go to get a bill there was no requirement of a building permit wow. in murray right. county at that mm-hmm. time um and so why did they pick Murray County, uh, because they were the easiest pickings, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and I, I hope for the sake of the folks of Brownsville and Haywood County that y'all take care to protect that wonderful heritage that you have down there. Yes. I think that's why all the meetings are coming in. Yes. We want to make sure that everybody has a seat at the table to be able to make sure that we protect what, what we need to protect and right. then being able to expand in the areas where we need to expand and making sure the infrastructure right. is right, you know, because it's easier to start to do something right than to go in and have to redo it. It's going to cost more. Right. So, well, and then you have local folks there um, and you don't want them to be, get lost in the shuffle because you're, right. you're they're going to, you're, you're going to uh, you talk about doubling the population and those people are, are coming in from elsewhere. Absolutely, uh, and they're bringing their their values and their experiences with them, and and um, you all have to be paying attention to to your own values to, to make sure that those that those don't get lost. Right. 
Well, Andre, it's been a pleasure to get to know you and and to learn about what's going on in Brownsville and, and with you. TRPA. Um, and um, I am I'm a, I'm planning to attend the meeting there in in Memphis in November. And uh, it's, it's I, September this year. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. It's yes. September. Thank you. September. Yeah. Now, I, I, uh, you know, traditionally that meeting is in November, but I, it's, in, I, it's I normally I, in no, November, but because of scheduling, because it was going to be in the West Tennessee area this year, scheduling uh, conflicts in November and the things that was kind of like colliding together prevented that to happen. And so okay. it's going to be September the 11th uh, through the 14th. And that is going to be at the Sheraton downtown in yes. in, in, in Memphis. Um, yes, it is. Are there any things that you can tell us about what what's on the agenda for that for that meeting at this well, point? Well, let me let me say this: the name, the uh, the uh, the name of it is going to speak for us, for itself. Moving and grooving uh, in Memphis. So we're going that's to the theme of the conference. That's the theme of the conference. Right. It's going to be power. It's going to be packed with. Um, a lot of educational opportunities, exhibits, and and our vendors, and you know everybody's excited about coming uh, west. Um, been been a while since it's been in Memphis, so we're excited about that. And then I'm just right down the street, right from you know from everything. And uh, what an honor to serve in the, as president and and have the um, and have the conference and the closeout of my presidency. Right. Right here in Memphis, right up under me, up under me like that. So it's it's been a, it's been an honor. Well, that's terrific. You know, those meetings are a lot of fun. And I, you mentioned the the exhibitors and folks that you know that, that have never been to a meeting like this. It's um, wonderful exhibits. So, so imagine all the various things that park and recreation departments purchase on a routine basis, mm-hmm. whether it will be swing sets or playground equipment or uh, swimming pools uh, right. there's a vendor for for every uh, every kind of element of a park and recreation department don't don't uh don't forget pickleball oh my goodness <laughs> that's a big thing right now is it is it a big thing in brownsville also well it's actually it's pushing it i am i am in the middle now <sighs> of resurfacing our tennis court and one of those tennis courts will be a pickleball court. So you're going to reload so it. So it have migrated here, and um, they are ready and excited. They got tape down right now oh. with their own lines <laughs> and stuff on one of the courts. And I told them, I said, I got to get you, you know, get you what you need. That is so cool. So we, that we is so that. cool. Uh, yeah. as, as I've talked with, with directors across the state on this program, uh, pickleball has been mentioned Way too many times, I guess. I, I just saw it. I just saw it this weekend. Well, a couple of weekends ago, where they had a had a pickleball tournament that have uh, was on ESPN. So that's how serious right. it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, if you get the tennis channel, you'll also get pickleball on the tennis channel. Absolutely, absolutely. Andre, thank you so much for agreeing to be with me. It's been a yes, joy. It's been a joy to speak with you, and we'll see you in September. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Mark.